Chapter Four of the Story of Garfield by William G. Rutherford. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by William Tomko. The Story of Garfield by William G. Rutherford. Chapter Four: The Four Saplings. The Father's Dying Charge. Advised to Give Up the Farm. A Noble Resolve. Brave Little Thomas. A Hard Time of Trial the harvest that saved the family mrs garfield had no time to nurse her sorrow she knew that she must be up and doing for she had to be both father and mother to her children the four saplings which the dying father had committed to her care were so young that she could scarcely expect much assistance from them winter was fast approaching and the strong arm of the husband and father would have been severely taxed to supply all the wants of the family without the breadwinner there seemed to be nothing before them but starvation uncle boynton was consulted and he advised his sister-in-law to give up her farm and return to her friends he said that she could not hope to carry it on alone and by her unaided efforts support her children mrs garfield saw how dark the future was and yet she could not follow the advice so kindly given she thought of the lonely grave in the wheat-field and declared that nothing would induce her to move away from that sacred spot she felt somehow that she derived comfort and support from the knowledge that she was near the dead husband who had prepared this home for her and her children adding to this feeling there was a self-respect which independence always brings she saw that if she sold her farm which was only partly paid for, the money she received would be swallowed up in paying debts, and in the cost of the removal of her family. But this would leave her and her children homeless and penniless, and she decided to remain on the farm. It was a noble resolve, and came from a brave heart. To remain meant years of hard work, years of patient endurance, years of quiet suffering, and numberless privations. Yet she calmly faced them all that she might do her duty to her children and faithfully discharge the trust imposed upon her first she sold a part of her farm and with the money she paid her debts then asking god to help her she prepared to fight her way through the difficulties which beset her path her eldest son thomas was only eleven years old when his father died mehetabel his sister was twelve a young sister was seven and james was not quite two thomas was a brave little fellow and when his mother spoke to him about the work that would have to be done he offered to undertake it all though a boy in years he spoke and acted like a man the first winter alone in the backwoods was a terrible time snowstorms swept around the humble dwelling and wolves howled in the forest during the long winter nights often the children lay awake in terror when they heard the fearful cries of the hungry animals and knew that their brave protector was no longer there to defend them from danger as soon as spring came round once more thomas borrowed a horse from a neighbor and went about the farm work as he had seen his father do with the assistance of his mother and his eldest sister he planted wheat corn potatoes and other vegetables then his mother helped him to fence the wheat-field which contained her husband's grave with her own hands she brought wood from the forest and split it up into rails for that purpose then the whole of the cleared land in which the log-house stood was fenced and the patient workers waited for the harvest the waiting time is often the hardest to bear slowly but surely 
their little store of corn grew less and less fearing to run short before the harvest gave them a fresh supply mrs garfield carefully measured their slender stock and as carefully doled out the daily allowance which alone would enable them to pull through she had no money to buy more and therefore she gave up one meal a day for herself that her children might not suffer from hunger still she found that there was barely sufficient and the devoted mother took only one meal a day until the harvest gave a fresh supply nor did her children know that she pinched herself for their sakes as far as they knew she had enough and her self-denial was not allowed to throw a shadow over their young lives by the thought that their mother was starving herself that they might not suffer a bountiful harvest in the autumn of eighteen thirty four put an end to the long continued strain and from that time the little household had sufficient food when the noble mother saw her table once more well supplied with the necessaries of life she thanked god for all his goodness and loving-kindness to her little flock her children had indeed been saved from the pain of hunger but she never lost the deep lines of care and anxiety brought upon her face in those early years of her widowhood End of chapter four recording by william tomcoe